Welcome back to Folk Music Notebook. I'm Ron Alesco, and right now, another chapter of Folk on the Water. I think this is something like chapter 18 or 19. I've lost count, but <laughs> for those of you who are just finding us, uh, we are following Captain Dave Rowe as him and uh, his first mate, Stacy, are on a year-long journey around the Great Loop aboard their yacht, the Stinkpot. And right now, they're back in the U.S. They spent some time in Canada. And Dave, I think through the magic of the internet, we have you online with us. How's everything going? Doing great. How are you, Ron? I'm doing good. Good to hear good. you again. So you're, you're back in the U.S., as we talked about last time. And I understand you were uh, spending a couple nights at a place called Beaver Island. Now, what's, what is Beaver Island? It sounds like you know, a wildlife preserve or something, but I think it's more than that, right? It is more than that. It's the largest island on Lake Michigan. Uh, and, you know, we, we went from uh, Mackinac Island to Beaver Island. So we're, we're, we're slowly cycling around Lake Michigan's island. Well, I guess Mackinac Island technically is still Lake Huron. But uh, we're, we're, we're going through the islands anyhow. Uh -huh. Right. Uh, so, uh, and it's, it's a, a lovely place. It, it's sort of... Um, if you can imagine the smallest town you've ever seen, uh, complete with all of its characters, you know, Mayberry. Think <laughs> of a very small Mayberry, but put it on an island. That, that's Beaver Island. Wow. Now, I remember your, last week you were at uh, Mackinac Island, and you, know, you mentioned it's kind of touristy, and it's, it's a very famous uh, place. But I, I assume Beaver Island is a little bit off the beaten path. It's not as touristy? Not nearly as touristy. I, you know, Mackinac Island is uh, about a, a, oh, I don't know, 10-minute ferry ride from the mainland. And Beaver Island is, uh, I'm not sure how long it takes on the ferry, but it's 32 miles from the nearest mainland uh, uh -huh. point. Uh, so it's out there. Uh, it's, it's, it's not someplace you just accidentally end up. <laughs> gotcha. Now, I know uh, Mackinac Island didn't have, they didn't allow cars. Is this a little bit more civilized? You can uh, get on a car and everything like that? Ferry boats and all that, I assume? Oh, yeah. It, they have island cars out there even. Uh, for those that uh, are not familiar with island life, growing up in Maine, uh, I know about island life a little bit. Uh, island cars are these... Um, uh, how, how do I put this gently? Really old junkers <laughs> <laughs> that uh, because they're on an island, they never leave the island. People don't even register them. They don't inspect them. They just run them and run them and run them and run. Wow. Them. I saw an AMC Eagle out there. Oh my goodness. Uh, that looked like it had it uh, <laughs> hadn't been in the showroom for a very long time. Let's put it that way. Uh -huh. uh, just absolutely beat to death, uh, but still running. Yeah, <laughs> it serves its purpose. How big is Beaver Island? I I I seem to recall that it's about thirteen miles long, mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's uh, you know wide. It's three to six miles wide, depending mm -hmm. on where you are. And the people who live there, um, is there a main industry or what is their occupation or just uh, vacationers? Well, there, there are some vacationers. It's a beautiful place to visit. So, you know, there's, there's, there are restaurants. There are a few restaurants on the island. Uh, there was a, a nice little market there. Uh, there was a brewery. Oh. They did, they brewed beers and wines. And honestly, um, 
I had something that was uh, really, really good Sunday morning. Uh, we, we heard they made good Bloody Marys. Uh-huh. And so I went in there for a Bloody Mary. And instead of using vodka, they're using uh, this jalapeno tomato wine wow. that they make. Uh, and it was really, really good. <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna have to get out uh, there and try that. <laughs> so there, there, there's there's some industry out there. There are a couple of marinas, uh, uh, and you know, I I think for a long time there was a lot of fishing that went on off of Beaver Island. Mm-hmm. Um, that that sort of industry, though, that I think uh, has has dried up uh, largely with fish shortages and so, so sure. forth through the years. Um, now it, it's sort of a really sleepy little tourist town. Oh, nice. Well, I understand there's a little bit of history to this island. In fact, nowadays it's also known as America's Emerald Isle. Uh, but there's an interesting story how it got there. Can, can you elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, well, the, the island was originally settled uh, by Mormons. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was shortly after, uh, well, Joseph Smith was the founder of the Mormon faith. Right. And it was shortly after his death, uh, and uh, Brigham Young had taken over as the, the leader of the church, uh, but he had James Strang uh, who contended that he was the rightful leader of the church. Uh, and a, a small group of people were following James Strang, and he led them all out to Beaver Island. They were known as this, I don't, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but I don't know if they were the Strangites or the Strangites. <laughs> right, right. But it's a play on his name. Huh. Uh, and uh, they, they went out there and lived a quiet life, you know, amongst themselves for a number of years um, until uh, he ticked off the wrong couple of guys uh, by excommunicating them from the church. They shot him in the back as he was Oof. trying to board uh, a, a U.S. Uh, ship of war that had come up to the island. He was going aboard uh, ostensibly to, uh, uh, well, he was a, a politician as well. So he's probably right. uh, there in a, a political capacity. But uh, he, uh, he, he was trying to board the, the ship and these two guys shot him in the back. Wow. Uh, and now, mind you, uh, he was sort of a, a, an eccentric fellow anyway. Once they got out to the island, he proclaimed himself the king huh. of this particular bunch of Mormons. So he was known as King Strang. Uh, and he had a, a, a coronation complete with crown and the whole thing. Uh you know, so he he led this this very peculiar life. He, he uh, early on he, he was very much against uh, polygamy, and as soon as they got out to the island, he said, "That's it, polygamy for everybody." And then he took fourteen <laughs> wives. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> he was quite a character. It sounds it almost sounds like a, a cult of sort uh, when, when he was was assassinated so to speak uh was there an uproar by his followers at that time or what what happened i'm not quite sure what happened with his followers uh but uh the the two guys that were responsible for shooting him were whisked aboard uh the uh, the ship uh and the ship went to the mainland and dropped them off and said uh good work guys (laughs) and 
people were buying them drinks in bars and uh, uh, oh. <laughs> I, they never were brought up on chi- charges for killing King Strang. Uh, oh, that's that's interesting. It sounds like a uh, well. We, we won't blame the government, but who knows what uh, what could have happened there? That that's real interesting. So so uh, I assume this group of uh, Mormons are they no longer a, a schism of the uh, of the the Mormon faith, or do they go back to the flock, or what, whatever happened to them? Uh, they were uh, as soon as King Strang was out of the way. Uh, a bunch of people from the mainland went out and actually cleaned them off the island, uh-huh. uh, drove them to the mainland, and a- they actually still number about 300 and are in some village in Michigan. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, so, so who, who, took, who took over the island? Is that where the Irish immigrants came in? And that's, that's how it got its name? Uh-huh. As soon as the place was vacant, the Irish came in. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so that's why it's now called America's Emerald Isle. Wow. Uh, and, you know, you, it doesn't take long that there's an Irish pub on the Island. Uh, it, it doesn't take long just walking around to see all the names on the mailboxes are Irish. Uh, and even the market, uh, is an, is named for the Irish folks that own it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very Irish place. Admittedly American Irish at this point, there are shamrocks painted everywhere. They, <laughs> they're, they're not afraid of a little paddy whackery. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it, it, it really, it, it has sort of a, a, a small town America Irish flavor. You that's... go into the hardware store and in between the top 40 country songs and pop music that's playing on, on the stereo, they have, you know, Irish jigs and reels playing and, ah. and you know, you'll hear a Tommy Makem song or something. It's, it's wild. <laughs> you must've felt right at home there. That, that's great. I did really. It was, <laughs> it was wonderful. Right. Well, you know, uh, since we're talking about Beaver Island and, and the Irish, maybe we should uh, share a song here. Do you, do you have something uh, of an Irish uh, taste that we might be able to, to listen to now? Uh, it's a, it's a quasi Irish taste. It's a Canadian folk song Canadian, uh, okay. written by an Irishman. Uh-huh. Uh, John Connolly wrote this. Uh, and, uh, the reason I, I brought this one up is we, we visited, uh, this little, um, uh, maritime museum and I, I, emphasis on the word little, it was basically a, a small ranch house, uh, that was dedicated to, um, those who had plied the seas from Beaver Island. Uh, and you know, the most notable shipwrecks. Uh, of Beaver, Beaver Island and things like that. And uh, I was thinking, you know, what better way to uh, think about those folks than with John Connolly's song, Fiddler's Green, which of course is where sailors go, the mythic, mythical place where sailors go uh, to enjoy the afterlife. As I walk down the dark side one evening so fair to view the still waters and taste the salt air I heard an old fisherman singing this song Saying take me away boys the time is not long Wrap me up in the oilskins and jumpers no more on the docks I'll be seen Just tell me, old shipmates, I'm taking a trip, mates And I'll see you one day in Fiddler's Green 
cipher tell Where fishermen go if they don't go to hell Where the weather is fair and the dolphins do play And the cold coasts of Greenland are far, far away Wrap me up in the oilskins and jumpers No more on the docks I'll be seen Just tell me, old shipmates, I'm taking a trip, mates And I'll see you one day in Fiddler's Green Yes, the weather is fair and there's never a gale And the fish jump aboard with one swish of their tail You can lie in your hammock, there's no work to do And the skipper's below making tea for the crew Wrap me up in the oilskins and jumpers No more on the docks I'll be Tell me, old shipmates, I'm taking a trip, mates And I'll see you one day in Fiddler's Just give me a ship and a good rolling sea And I'll play me old squeeze box as we roll along With the wind in the rigging to sing me a song Wrap me up in the oilskins and jumpers No more on the docks I'll be seen Just tell me old ship I'm taking a trip, mates And I'll see you one day in Fiddler's Green Wrap me up in the oilskins and jumpers No more on the docks I'll be seen Just tell me, old shipmates I'm taking a trip, mates And I'll see you one day in Fiddler's And that's the Dave Rowe Trio recorded a few years back. Great song, Fiddler's Green. We're talking to Dave now. He uh, just left Beaver's Island. He was there for three days, a little bit of an uh, island known as America's Emerald Isle, as we were hearing. Um, 
So Dave, you, you, you were there for three days. You had a good time. And then uh, I guess you and Stacy decided to time to shove off and you met some rough weather, I understand. Yeah. I, well, I mean, rough weather is not, not really a fair way of, of talking about today's weather. It, the, the seas were rough. Um, not so rough that it would discourage us from going out, obviously. Uh, but we had to make some way because we have places to be and people to see. Sure. Uh, so we made it to uh, a, a town here called Manistique, uh, which is still Michigan. And uh, that was a, a good probably 45, 50 miles we put in today uh, in a yeah, foot and a half to two foot seas. Uh, which ordinarily those types of seas, they're uncomfortable, um, but not really terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. The worst part about it was that we did it for five hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that <laughs> that's where, that's where the exhaustion comes in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Well, you're, you're um, at this uh, Manistique. So what, what is that like? It's another nice little town. Uh, I, I actually managed to get, I, I've been trying for about two weeks to get a haircut and I got one today. <laughs> All right. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> it looks really good on the radio. So I just want to let, let you know that. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. And it was only about, a, uh, you know, maybe five minute walk from the Marina here. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we pulled in, got just beyond the break wall uh, and tried to radio the Marina and, Met was was met with just absolute silence from the radio. No one answered our hails, hmm. so we tried calling, uh, and no one answered the phone. Uh, and then we found another n- number, and nothing there. Uh, Stacy left a couple of phone messages, and finally somebody called us back as we're circling out in front of this marina that's obviously uh, under significant construction. <laughs> oh, wow! Uh, and the guy, uh, you know, finally called back and he says, yeah, he says, just, just pull up there. He says, and I'll come see you in a little while. Huh. So we pulled up. There's uh, room for about five boats here right now on the wall in front of the marina. But the marina itself, uh, there's, you know, uh, booms closing the clove off so you can't get in. Uh, and they have heavy equipment in there and they're, they're building new docks and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, but he came out and uh, showed us how to use the how, how to get into the restrooms and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> and charge us full boat oh. uh, for a night in half a marina. <clears throat> oh wow! I figured give you a little discount there. <laughs> I, I was hoping there'd be a little discount there, yeah. but uh, apparently he didn't. Uh, he he didn't think that uh, we were worth it, worthy of it, or what whatever. <laughs> If, you know, for for a non-boater, uh, and I'm I'm learning a lot through our little chats here. Uh, I, it seems so casual. I I would just assume that when you're 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 on a boat like this, you have to make reservations in advance or something with these marinas. But it sounds like you just pull up, make a phone call, and you're in. Is that that's how it works? By and large, if we're going into someplace busy, uh, we'll call ahead. Um, and well, when we went to uh, um. Uh, oh, Mackinac Island. Uh, we called ahead and and had a reservation. Uh, and you know it, there there are places where where that works. Uh, sometimes 
we uh, uh, call ahead and they're already full and then we have to change our plans, you know, mm -hmm. it's stuff like that. Sometimes we call ahead and they can squeeze us in. Mm -hmm. uh, but by and large, we, we do try to, uh, if we're going to go into a marina, we try to plan a little bit in advance. These, these smaller places we don't tend to because, uh, well, they're hardly ever full. <laughs> sure. It's, you know, you started this, uh, this trip back in June. Now we're here getting closer to September. Are you noticing fewer boats or more boats on the lakes? Are you running into more people or is it the season ending or is, is there a season for this kind of thing? Oh, we are in high season right now. Uh, and, uh, well, today we didn't see a single boat in 50 miles. Wow. Uh, the, the, the first craft we saw moving uh, was a, a dredge right here in the harbor. Uh, so it, it's, <laughs> it, it was a very quiet day on the lake. I think <laughs> we were the only ones on Lake Michigan. Uh -huh. uh, but if the weather was gorgeous, there would have been a lot of boats out. Sure. Well, it sounds like it's, it's uh, this adventure is just amazing and continues on. And uh, you know, I, I'm going to let you go in a few minutes. But before I do, I, I saw a video you posted today of a snake, a snake eating a fish. Where, where and how did you see this? Uh, actually, that was Stacy who spotted uh, that little critter. <laughs> uh, it was uh, beside the dock. She was uh, on her way to the facilities at the marina. Uh, and looked down, and there was that snake with the fish. So oh. she stood there and recorded it for a few <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Amazing. I don't know how that snake planned to eat that fish. But... Yeah. <laughs> there's a big, uh, pretty big fish there that was straying. A little mouth. What they say? The, your eyes are bigger than your stomach? <laughs> Maybe that with the fish. <laughs> well, well, listen, Dave, I, again, I want to thank you for ch chatting with us today. Uh, bef uh, before we leave, what's your, what's your next next plan? Where's your next stop? Well, tomorrow morning, we're going to get up really early because the winds are supposed to uh, come back uh, tomorrow afternoon. So we want to beat the winds. Uh, we're headed to Washington Island, which is, uh, that's where Wisconsin begins. That's where Michigan uh -huh. ends and Wisconsin begins. Uh, I've been to Washington Island before. I played a gig there with Turkey Hollow with my dad and, and uh, Denny Bro years ago. Uh, and I thought the whole area, the Door County area, uh, was one of the most beautiful areas I'd ever been. So I, when we decided to do this trip, I absolutely wanted to go to Door County. So we're going to we're going there tomorrow. It's going to be a blast. We're going to change time zones. <laughs> oh, that's going to be fun too. We'll have to make sure we uh, get our, our our watches synced next time we talk. So this is where we that's right. Well, listen, Dave. Again, thank you so much for uh, chatting with us today. We'll we'll talk to you uh, maybe by the end of the week. Let's see how things are going, and you can tell us about Washington Island if it's changed since you were there with Turkey Hollow, and uh, see what other great adventures you you come into. Sounds good. Thanks, Ron. All right. Thanks, Dave. Dave Rowe. I'm Ron Alesco, and you're listening to Folk Music Notebook. And stay with us, because we'll be having another chapter very soon of Folk on the Water. And, of course, more great music coming up on Folk Music Notebook.